Wilson, like a cork in the ocean over his head. Marking contest over the top, Subic's great grab. Across the ground, bam, in comes Donny Wurzlow. Got it out to a oh. kick, kick smothered, check, Hunter. Who would have thought the sequel would be just as good as the original? Kicks inside 50, McGovern, McGovern, what a player. Shake needs to be in perfect the premiers of 1992. The 1994 premiers. Premiers. The 2018 AFL Premiership team. The West Coast Eagles. G'day everyone. Welcome to the Big Footy Eagles podcast. Once again this week, Honey Badger 35 here. I'm joined by Miguel Sanchez as always. We've but please welcome. We've got Axial Matt down in the corner there, Hippie Matt, and we've got Mr. KK as well, Mr. Hippie KK Club. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a weird week for the West Coast Eagles, guys. We've got a, a bit of a tough game coming up, so we will preview that at the back end. We've got a bit of news. We've got some heroes and villains as well. Please jump in the comments, share the show. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitch. Uh, tell us your thoughts. Tell us what's going to happen this weekend because it might be a bit of a lean one. But, guys, as I said, there's some news, so let's jump in. KK, I will start with you on this one. The top story for the day for the Eagles, Jackson Nelson, uh, Jackson Nelson, Josh Rotham, they went clubbing. The Eagles got thumped and then they went and drowned their sorrows at Hippie Club. Do we care? Is it an issue? Jackson Nelson has since tested positive for COVID. I think Josh Rotham might have already had it. So, KK, take it away. What are your thoughts, mate? Uh, I find it a bit hard to get too upset about all this, to be honest. Um, yeah, given what the guys are going through the last few years they haven't really had much of a life and um mm. season's going to shit if they want to have a night out at the hippie club and um with eight day break they're allowed to it's probably not the smartest thing to do but yeah i, I actually feel a bit sorry for him to be honest um i'm equally impressed the hippie club is still going i reckon <laughs> it is, it's no joke 25 years since i first went to the hippie club that's either very impressive or a bit of an indictment on first night life i'm not sure Probably some column A and some column B. Yeah, I think for me, like, it's not a good look, especially given the COVID situation. There's sort of two issues to this to me. The first one is the players went out after they got thumped. I don't care. I don't care. If you've had a bad day at work and come home and cracked open a beer, you do not get to comment on this. Like, they're at their job. Who cares? Get over it. If they're allowed to, they're allowed to. The COVID stuff, though, for me, Matt, that's probably a little bit more of a dicey area. We know the Eagles are lean on numbers at the moment. COVID's about, states opened up and all this sort of stuff. You think with all this Caroline Wilson not taking COVID seriously stuff, maybe this would have been off limits, but that's sort of the only part of the issue for me that I'm drawn on. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Like most people, when you come home from work, like the first thing you might do is crack a beer. So if they if they want to like relax in that, that capacity, that's fine. Like that's yeah. not an issue to me at all. Um, but yeah, obviously in the environment we're in at the moment with, with COVID, it's it's a bit more like a murky thing for me. But besides that, I, I don't really care. Uh, Migs, thoughts on the Jackson Nelson thing? I mean, most people want him dropped anyway, and, and Rotham's <laughs> sort of escaped from this a little bit because he's seemingly a little bit more in favour than Jackson Nelson. But thoughts well, on the whole thing in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, firstly, I can um, fully sympathise with the, uh, the need to go out and get smashed after that Friday night game because that's exactly mm. what I did. Um, yeah, it's it's the COVID thing that is the um, 
just the, the risk you're putting yourself at um, if you haven't had it. Uh, Rotham, fair enough, you know, if, if he's had it in the last... I assume he had it in round two when he missed, so he wouldn't, yep. be, you know, he wouldn't be getting it again, so he's pretty safe. But for Nelson, who obviously hadn't had it, to go out and put himself at risk of, of getting it um, like that is pretty silly. Uh, so that's, I mean, yeah, no real problem with them going out and um, they probably could have picked a better venue, but going out, um, if, if that's what the team rules were. But, um, yeah, it's, um, it's disappointing he put himself in that situation. And just, you reckon Rotham's getting off easy, but there's one of the radio stations is... Um, absolutely laying into the club for picking him, saying he shouldn't have been picked this week. He should be suspended, which... Uh, yeah, right suspend, suspend people this week anyway, but... Yeah, they, Are Richmond suspending the blokes that they had there, or...? Uh, no, they haven't won heard anything about nine, so but, yeah, That's fair. That's, yeah. that's fair. I mean, nah, to be fair, I, is, is Rotham playing in defence this weekend not punishment enough? True. Yeah, but we didn't transgress. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to be punished for that. But anyway, that's sort of the news of the day. But it all leads into the Brisbane game, which we will get around to at the back end. Uh, but for the time being, gents, let's lighten things up with some heroes and villains because we said pre-show we've been trying to find any heroes, and that's a bit tight. Uh, KK, can you lead us off with anybody that you've liked this week? Has anybody sort of impressed you or done right by the Eagles this week? Uh not this week. Um, I'm going to say Dom Sheed's my hero um, going back a few years. But if we did not have that 2018 premiership to hang our hat on, how <laughs> how goddamn miserable would this season be? Yeah. If we were going through this off the back of two losing GFs, 16-year premiership drought, and looking at what this season and the coming season are going to be. So, I mean, thank the Lord he kicked that goal. Otherwise, um, it'd be far, far worse. So... In the absence of any modern-day heroes, I'll resurrect one from a few years back. Throwback He's to a legend. something for charity, isn't he, that um, the club's been hosting. I haven't really followed it. Um, he's doing some charity. Currently? Or... I thought where yeah, right. we were going. Yeah. No, okay, that's interesting. Well, while we're on charity, we that's touched good. on it in our first show of the week as well. Um, another mention for Ash Sampy, who's doing some fundraising for MS, obviously going to... Uh, affect him personally, unfortunately, by the looks, but jump onto Facebook or even if you search for Ashley Sampy, I'm sure it'll be everywhere. Have a look at the fundraising for there. So that's a very legitimate act of heroism uh, from Sampy. Uh, Axial Matt, anybody for you that you've liked this week? Has anybody eased the pain in any capacity? Um, pretty slim pickings this week. Um, yeah, no one really comes to mind, unfortunately. For Not really, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, we've got Florenka making his debut. We'll talk about later on. And JK, we gave a bit of a rap to as well for goal number 700. So there are probably some more you can chuck out there. Migs, anybody that you've liked? Um, I'll go back to the Dom Sheed one first. Uh, he's raising money for brain cancer. Um, Shuey, Redden, Cripps and Barris are representing his squad and he's raising money for brain cancer research. Um, the one, my random hero of the week was uh, Jack Rewalt. Oh, okay. I see what this... Yep. Yeah, for saying that um, the club's basically um, well, being pushed too far, really, and you know, this is the point where we should be um, should be allowed to be postponing games, which is probably just as true now as it was in... Um, it's probably not even as true as it was in the North Melbourne game, because most... I think our, our North team was worse. 
yeah, the North one we had, I think, something like 12 players out with COVID or, or um, isolating. So this time it's only four, and the rest of them are all uh, injuries, which are a part of footy. So, um, yeah, Jack Rewalt, and then a little slap to uh, Fagan for saying that... Um, why didn't he say it last week when they were playing Richmond? Well, we actually could put a team out against Richmond. We're struggling this week. Also, I think I, I didn't watch this interview wall to wall, but you know, you see the excerpts and things that come out. I think he did mention that it's probably unfair to the finals picture that they also got to beat up on us. Now he's yeah. wrong because we were at close to full health as we've been all year. We just suck, but yeah, yeah that's a nice one. Uh, I think the heroism must be shared between the two people who are actually doing good in the community. So. Dom Sheed for your fundraising and also for kicking a nice goal and then also Ashley Sampy as well. I reckon they might have to be the heroes of the week. Uh, villainy. Somebody lead the way. There's plenty of candidates for villainy and without just listing every member of the squad, someone's got to have somebody in particular up their sleeve. I'm looking at him. <laughs> uh, I'll throw out um, Footy Classified. Uh-huh. I, I, managed to, I managed to avoid the show, but someone posted that graphic on our board of... Um, it was top 10 draft picks 2016 to 2022. Uh, Fremantle versus oh. <laughs> West Coast. And our column was as blank. And the whole the header was rebuild right. It's like, okay, so 2016, we just lost a grand final. We played finals the next five years. Three of those we won a final, including a premiership. Why the hell would we be rebuilding during that phase? I've we missed this graphic, sorry. Was the concept that they have said that Frio's rebuild has been more... Oh, here it is. I found it. Rebuilding right. Yeah. They're re- right, hang on. Logue, Brayshaw, Chera, Young, Sarong, Henry, Amiss and Erasmus. They're talking about the top 10 draft picks that the Frio Dockers have had and that the Eagles have had. What? And we had and... zero. Like, how are we going yeah. to get top 10 draft picks apart from trading out A-grade players in a premiership window? Why would you do that? can't believe we didn't have a top 10 pick in 2018 draft. Yeah. And I can't believe in the 2017 draft we only got Allen and Ryan and Petch and eventually found our way to Kelly. That's so strange. That's bizarre. I completely missed that one, KK, but not the first time that those guys have uh, cracked the villainy mentioned on this show. Uh, Maddie, any uh, any villains in particular for you? I was going to nominate that footy classified. Nicely done, nicely done. Yeah. So, no, that, that's, that's my vote as well. That's a big one. Migs? Um. Oh, radio in general. I think it's SEM that was going with the... Um, the very concept of radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, just... Oh, not the very concept of radio. Footy radio. The footy radio right. industry. Um, so SEN's going with Rotham should be suspended. There's no way he should be allowed to play on the weekend. And uh, 6PR, meanwhile, is going with Simo's come down far too hard on the players. They're just... Um, you know, they're entitled to go out and, and have a drink and he's made a mountain out of a molehill. So... Yeah, you can't win. Uh, on that theme, Fox Footy, this has just reminded me. It's not even Eagles related, but it's just general gripes about the footy media. Don't interpret this as me going into bat for the Melbourne Football Club, please. But last week they were writing all these 22-0. and Are they going to go undefeated? They're the greatest team we've ever seen. Haven't lost since whenever. And then this week they were like, ooh, here's a here's a little strategy that our, our experts have come up with that will undermine Melbourne. You know, they're not unbeatable. And that was the headline, something about they're not unbeatable. It's like, mate, nobody thought they were unbeatable. They're very good. Of course they're very good. But I'll that doesn't mean they're unbeatable. You've last week built this up and now you're saying, aha, but watch out, they're not unbeatable. Oh, fucking stop. 
talking they just shit. Need, just need the headline. People are calling them unbeatable. Yes, yeah, people, it's you. The club that people are calling unbeatable. Uh, there was one more, Greg Baum, Baum. I don't know how to pronounce the guy's surname, but he writes for The Age. And uh, he suggested, gents, that the Eagles... Trying to do it justice without getting the direct quote because he doesn't deserve it. But basically that he said, no one thought the Eagles would be contenders, but they certainly didn't think they'd be wooden spooners. And their fall to the bottom has been so artificially helped, if you will, by the COVID situation, the injury situation. He essentially was suggesting that do they deserve pick one? Like no one really expected them to be this bad and it's such a unique situation. Should they get pick one if they were to finish 18th? And the answer to that is, well... Essendon got their whole club suspended and still got pick one in 2016. So, yes. But also, what? Like, when has this ever been a consideration? Like, KK, the Suns have lost however many players to injuries. They've always got high picks, you know, all the Melbourne being shit and all these clubs like that. You get high, you, you finish where you finish, you get your pick. It's a very can bizarre re- uh, concept. Can we retrospectively have pick one in 2018 from where Robert Ball said we were going to finish? Yeah, yeah exactly. Are we going off expectation? Like, and by the way, we finished bottom once before and we didn't get pick one because the Suns were coming into the comp. So, I mean, what's going on there? It's absolutely about, bizarre. Um, Melbourne playing in a prelim. Everyone dropped out there. Uh, hit me, hit me. What's Sorry, what's you think about Melbourne playing in a prelim in 2018, dropping mm. off a cliff 2019, drafting Luke Jackson with pick three, and then yeah. goes straight up the ladder again? Is that... Uh, uh, I would have to check... Have been taken off him? I would have to... You've got to balance it with expectations. But basically, do the power rankings in round one, dish out picks accordingly, and then play the season. Uh, anybody else for villainy, or shall we crack into the footy? Who's our villain of the week? Actually, can I nominate the AFL Instagram page for... <laughs> Please do. The, ...the Brisbane versus West Coast game from 2012 where we lost right at the end? I saw this. That, I mean, it's a good highlight if you're a neutral, I suppose. Was this the torpedo from the square, that one? Yeah, yeah. It just made me sad all over again. Why are they trying to drum up an interest in this game? Like, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be so record-setting. Stop trying to pretend it's going to be close. I'm always up that, for kicking the AFL, so. Was that the one that was touched on the line and should never have been given? Or was that another season we lost up there? It was... Darling's uh, kick was called touched on the line down the other. Darling socket one from the and, square. Yeah, and they really should have reviewed it, but didn't. And in the yeah, Brisbane went straight out, straight down the middle, while the um, goal umpires still waving his flag and yeah, poking on kicked that one. But if they'd actually gone back and done the review, reviewed like it. should have done, then we would have been able to set up and stop that. Hmm. Bastards. Well, not, that's a painful that memory that I didn't. No. No, I'm just reminiscing about all the things that have happened at the Gabba, even when we could play footy. So I reckon with that, are we, who, who is our villain of the week? Sorry, Jen, somebody, somebody tell me who we hate the most. Footy Classified got two nominations. Yeah, that's, yep, very good, very good. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into the uh, Lions game and let's do it right now, in fact. This is as good a kickoff as any point. Apparently on the Duff and Quarters podcast today, a terrible podcast, don't listen to it, listen to this instead. Apparently the betting is 101 for the Lions and the Eagles are $17 or something like that. That seems about right because this is, yeah. Matt, about as long an odd situation as I can come up with. It's uh, Saturday night footy, it's primetime footy. The whole world, whole country will be watching. West Coast Eagles sort of have a team of AFL players. In fairness, there is only one uh, top-up thus far being used. But I'll tell you what, it's... Uh, Looks like it's going to be a pretty lean one. So 
Take it away, Matty. Tell us what your initial thoughts are about this game. Yeah, equals good value there at seventeen dollars. I might jump on oh, that myself. Nicely um, done. Yeah, um, not looking forward to this at all. Really, um, just I'm, I'm I'm numb already to the season. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling anything towards this game at all. KK, we've talked about how no one expected the Eagles to be good, and almost in a way. Much like the great Greg Baum was suggesting, this has accelerated our fall to the bottom quite well. Now, we are going to get good picks out of it, so thanks very much. That said, 18th is one thing, or 17th, 18th is one thing. You don't want to have a record at any point in terms of lowest percentage ever or worst, whatever, whatever. So the percentage is dreadful already. Brisbane are the number one scoring team in football. We are terrible at the Gabba even at the best of times. Uh, KK, is there any hope that the Eagles show something or even just come out to play negatively, try and Burnley their way through this thing? Like, are they just going to try and stop the bleeding before the ball is bounced? Or what's what's the play here? Uh, I think the problem with stopping the bleeding is uh, we'll stop ourselves scoring, but we won't do much to Brisbane. Um, mm. We'll turn the ball over eventually and they'll run through us like the curry I had for lunch today. <laughs> so I think... Um, yeah, I mean, and if you talk about percentage... You undercooked the chicken. Rather... <laughs> yeah, I should never get ScoMo to do my office catering. Good day, Scotty. Um, yeah, I mean, if we're going to lose by 100, I'd rather lose scoring 80 to 180 than 20 mm. to 120. Because um, so I, I don't – we can keep it – try and keep it tight around the stoppages in that in that, in that part. But when we get the ball, we just got to go um, back the young guys in. It's, it's hard to have a – a really complicated game plan with this many changes anyway. And I hope we see something like we saw in the North and Collingwood games where we had similar problems going in and we actually played some really attractive football at times because guys just got the ball, route one, move it on, play with some heart, play like it's your last game, which for Florenka it probably is. And there might mm. be a few other guys that'll be their last game for a while. So just go out and give it a go. Might give Brisbane something to think about. We're not going to beat them, but just at least give us something to get excited about. If, as fans, if we're going to lose and all we'd have to do is watch us chip the ball around and mm. not go past, past halfway for an afternoon, well, I have something better to do in my time. Just give us something after the last three weeks. Yeah, and Migs, we talked at the start of the last show and sort of recapping that Richmond game. I think they came out with the intention of going more aggressively, using the corridor, all this sort of stuff. The turnovers were dreadful. The turnovers were completely back-breaking, record-setting levels of turnover. Uh, Moss here on Twitch saying that Darling and JK are going to combine for seven goals each. West's going to have 32 possessions and Ryan's going to take mark of the year. One can dream. It's a fair effort. It's a fair dream. Uh, but yeah, with that, Migs, look, they've obviously been sent out acknowledging that now is the time to mix things up a little bit. Uh, no Simo on account of health and safety protocols. So I think Knight's going to lead the uh, see the ship this week. Are they going to come out and try and have a red-hot crack from the start? Are they going to feel their way into it and sort of mix things up at the end? We are all expecting it to blow out, I understand, but how do you want them to approach this one this week? Uh, <laughs> Migs, you might have muted yourself there, mate. Sorry, muted myself. Um, yeah, I just I just want to see um, some, yeah, some uh, good signs, particularly from the young guys, uh, and some effort, uh, and I don't think we'll see... Um, even the sort of effort we got against North with the um, with the replacements when we had in, um, well, sorry, not the effort, but we won't see the results that we got against North, but just that sort of effort, um, you know, trying to win the hard ball, uh, which 
has been a, a downside for us trying to take the uh, take the do- the not dodgy kick the, um, you know, the the risky kick even though they weren't coming off against Richmond. Um, yeah, if we turn it over and it comes back over our head, fine. Um, but yeah, try and take that on. Um, Want to see some signs from the young kids? Really excited to see um, Isaiah Winder get a full game, uh, be his first full game of AFL in his career. Guys like that. Um, Jamison, Harry Edwards in the ruck will be interesting. Starting um, ruck, no less. Harry Edwards yeah. and Callum Jamison. Dream yeah, team. Against um, McInerney and Fort. So that'll be a um, big challenge Scrubs. for both big guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think. Sorry, June. I don't think we'll see a. Um, I don't think we'll see that caretaker coach record continue. Somehow. So apparently, the stand-in coaches have yet to lose a match this year. Uh, obviously, there's been a fair few coming through. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't hold your breath on that one, but yeah, no. we'll wait and see. See what happens. Um, Matt, let's go through the ins and outs as well because I'm having a look at the team. The ins and outs coming up on the bottom of your screen now: Barras, Florenka, Foley, Jamison, Jones, Rotham, Winder. They are our ins. The outs, Clark, Dixon, Nelson, O'Neill, Rioli, Shuey, Stranatica, Witherden. That's Witherden spelt D-E-N, not D-O-N, if I could just pass that one along to the club website. Also, Gary and Clark. Yeah, well, there you go. But, uh, Matty, I mean, look, you go through the team, and it's unfortunately the same issue that we've been facing for the last few weeks. That back line, on paper, near enough to full strength, a good back line, certainly a competitive list. Forward line, you know, Jermaine Jones, Darling, Cripps, Ryan, Kennedy, Waterman. I can see us picking that at the best of times. It is that midfield where it does fall down, but on paper, I know the changes are a lot and we've been going through the, the ringer a bit, but there are elements to this team that could at least kick a score. Not a winning score, but could play some footy still. Yeah, definitely. Um, it all comes back to everyone's favourite word right now, which is synergy. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, like, like forward and defensive lines look look solid on paper. It's just yeah. getting it from one end to the other seems to be our our Achilles heel at the moment. Um, but I'm I'm actually really happy to see Jones back in the side. Mm. Um, and I think Barras will tighten up our defence. Not that it really can get much better than it is at the moment. I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's just. Getting it from one end to the other is going to be the biggest thing. Uh, so Julian coming through in the comments, neither of our two rucks named for tomorrow, that's Jameson and Harry Edwards, allegedly, uh, neither of them have recorded a hit out yet in their AFL careers, so that's nice to see. Yeah. KK, Harry it is Edwards. all... Harry yeah, Harry does start. have three in the waffle. Oh, yeah, three uh, in the waffle. Yeah, it is four years on our list. He's got three waffle hit outs. There Just you go. Just they're due. Yeah, yeah. Both, I thought saving it up for the big dance. Uh, but yeah, KK, I mean, you look at the midfield line, Connor West, Tim Kelly, Petreski Seaton named on the wing. It's nice to see him hopefully not hidden at half forward or half back like they moved him to last week. Nash, Redden, Gaff, maybe Florenka throw him in there as well. It's not an inspiring midfield line, but it's a midfield line where, you know, there's some guys there that should be with the club for a little while or they might get to see something in them. There is at least something to watch for in the midfield line. Whether it works is another discussion. Yes, a bit of youth in there um, and a bit of excitement. Yeah, so Florinka on debut, it's always always good to see that. Winder um, is a guy um, I've got some reasonably high, high, high hopes for. Good to have some pace back in the side. Same with Jermaine Jones as well. He'll probably sort of take some rotations through the middle. And I think it's all about 
speed this week, speed with the ball, um, just play some attacking footy. I think you guys have said on paper, even considering the midfield, it's not terrible. I mean, we're, we're looking at this game like we're no chance of winning. We're probably expecting a margin similar to last week, but we really, this is not a hundred point worse side than Brisbane if, as well as they're going. If these guys actually play to their potential and, and play with some, some heart. Um, so just go out and do it. Have, have some fun. Um, I don't know, maybe the absence of Simo will free them up. Or maybe, who knows, just throwing, throwing some hope out there. No, no, it's, it's, I mean, North are a very different proposition to Brisbane at the Gabba, but there was a freedom to that. And even the Collingwood game, where I think the team on paper was a bit better, obviously we saw the result. There was almost a freedom to it, where it's kind of like, you know what, stuff it, let's just go play footy. Simo, Miguel Simo even mentioned on the radio this week that they might need to strip things back and, Go back to the fundamentals, he was saying. It's not about strategy. It might be about the fundamentals for a while. So, you know, different voice and maybe strip some things back. Uh, June here in the comments actually has a good suggestion, Migs, which I quite like. Try and get possessions like other teams have been doing against Nick Nat all the time. Try and steal from their taps. The ruck, I think, is probably, if you're going to concede anywhere, it's the one where you can at least strategize around the concession off. Because we've seen people not even jump against Nick Nat in the past. We've seen Ruckman just stay down and play sort of four on the floor against him. Yeah. Is that something they could throw out as a bit of a curveball and just, you know, make Fagan make a change? Yeah. Um, I hope that our mids are able to do that because they have, they've been spoiled by roving to Nick Nat for so long. And mm. in the last three weeks, we've seen uh, the got we've put in Williams and um, or various combinations of Williams and Stanatica and Dixon in the Ruck and, um, they've lost. I'm pretty sure they've lost the hitouts pretty comfortably every week, and yeah, yep. our, our midfielders don't seem to be able to to do that. So it'll be another opportunity for them to um, have some practice at least at roving to opposition taps, because I think um, McInerney and Fort will get the um, get the lion's share of them. So yeah, it might be. You didn't um, do that on purpose, did you, Migs? Sorry, you didn't no, do lion's share no, on purpose, no, did no, you? No. Bloody um, hell. Yeah, so it'll be a good opportunity for them to uh, to try that. Um, and I suppose all that the, the two rucks can do is sort of just try and jump in and um, try and force a contest and make sure if, it is, if they don't win the hit-out, at least it's um, it's not going to be a hit-out to, to Brisbane's advantage and it does give our guys at least a, a 50-50 chance. It's the age-old question at any venue, but, Matt, when we go to the Gabba, we're, people are always concerned about the height. Now, Brisbane are a very tall team. And it's actually been something in the past. They're one of the few teams that plays more 195, more 200-centimetre guys than us. Now, with that said, ball movement hasn't been that slick. It's been a lot of kicking to backs. I'm looking at Barass. I'll include Hearn in this from a speed point of view. McGovern, uh, where else are we going? Darling, Waterman, Kennedy, Edwards, Jameson. You need some height, but there's a fair bit of height. Yeah, Rotham could sort of go each way on this one, I suppose. Probably... Pretty nimble on the dance floor, but we haven't seen it on the footy field much lately, Matt. So are we too tall? Or, I mean, that's not even the concern right now. I know for most people on big footy, but is there a strategy element to this where we're just going to try and have to mix things up there? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's pretty much whoever's fit's playing at the moment. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess if you look at it strategically, like we we do look a bit too tall. Um, But at the moment, it's just all hands on deck. So, no, uh, no Danaher, no Gardner as well for for the Lions. Were there two outs? So, 
we'll wait and see who Barras matches up on, who Gov matches up on, and wait and see how they use Hearn as well because uh, KK, look, like I said, Petrescu Seaton went to halfback last week. They've brought Foley back in. Rotham, these are the sort of guys that we need to use the rest of the season to find out what we've got. Is there any one player in particular on the younger side of things that you really want to see do well this week? Is there someone that stands out for you, KK? Oh, I think, like, as Mick said, I'm really keen to see Isaiah Winder back in the team. Um, I like yeah. what I saw from him last year. Genuine pace. First game of the season, so expectations are pretty low for him this week. Uh, but I would like to see him get a run and, and, and give us that that spark. Um, and, and, and Connor West as well. Um, even probably Nate. I mean, these guys, just the, the, the paucity of other midfielders, they're not going to get stuck out on wings and half-forward flanks. Mm. From lack of numbers, they're going to have to be around the contest. And that's where we're going to really find out um, what we have from these guys. And I also think just from a general coaching point of view, um, we, we learned so little having these guys playing out of their natural positions just because we want to fit our best players on paper in the centre of the midfield. And we can't even really coach the guys because how do you review their film if they're not doing the role you want them to do going forward? So, yeah. And I, I want to see that for the rest of the season when the, when we do get players back. We need to just accept this season as it is and everything needs to be about, okay, what's going to be, what's going to be the best thing for us next year and the season and years beyond not thinking about next week and hopefully finally the club is coming to that realization they seem it's depressing how long it's taken them to get to that that stage for people who are paid to do that and we're very well paid to do that for their job when us unpaid bozos probably worked it out quicker than they did yeah no and it's i suppose what what can we you know, how can we apply things going forward? But that concept of what did we learn? Because truthfully, I don't know that we learned anything last week. They might have seen something they liked in SPS off the half back line or something in particular they liked about Clark or West. It doesn't matter who. You know, they might have seen a little thing. But for me, there wasn't anything we learned that we didn't already know, which is they do need to be more aggressive. They tried it. Obviously, it didn't work. And then they went into their shells. But it was just confirming a whole bunch of stuff. So, if you're going to go to the Gabba and get done, which I think most of us think will happen, you know, the manner of that is is important from an entertainment point of view. But what do we learn out of it as well is, is probably the big takeaway. Uh, Maddie, do you want to lead us off with some tips then? Who's going to win? Uh, who? How much are they going to win by? So surprise us on that one. And then also oh, what player are you looking forward to uh, seeing? Who do you think is going to impress us for the Eagles? Oh, God, that's a, that's a hard task. Um, Let's start with who's going to win. Who do you think is going to win, Matt? Oh, Surprise, surprise. I think um, Brisbane will win and win comfortably. Um, from an Eagles perspective, though, um, let me just bring up the team, actually, so I can just raffle off a name, I guess. No, nah, do it. Do it. That's what we're all here for. Oh, have you seen what Fox Sports have just posted up? Interesting. No, I haven't, but this, is, West, this sounds interesting. West Coast lose all compassion from rivals after Joy spotted in Perth nightclub. Ah, oh, well, whatever. That's, um, that's a shame. That's <laughs> Gary, Gary Lyon and someone else were saying that at halftime. And yeah, that's the point. Our short lived love affair with Jack Rewalt. 2022 to 2022. What a shame. <laughs> 3rd of May to the 6th of May. Wow. Uh, yeah, sorry. So, Maddie, the Lions are going to win. They're going to win by a fair bit, by the sounds of things. Uh, yeah, who do you think is going to uh, to stand out in the blue and gold? Um, 
I'm just going to give a random nod out to um, Jermaine Jones. I think coming back after a period out, I think he'll surprise us. He was good last time we faced the Queensland team, so maybe that's something to jump off. Uh, KK, you like Winder, and you're looking forward to that. Give us a margin at least. Let's play nearest to pin. Give us a margin on uh, the presumed Lions victory. I think we're going to show a bit more fight this week. I don't think it's going to be quite the bloodbath people are expecting, and maybe that might be Brisbane going in a bit soft as well. So um, we are going to lose. Um, I'll pick us for... uh, Give me a nice 69. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? There you go. <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that. Um, no. No, no, make, for, make for entertainment how you need. And for our standout player, I'm going to go Liam Duggan. He, he seems to be the guy in these sort of games where it's all a bit um, throw your hands up in the air and just get you, just get dirty and get shit done. He seems to be the guy hmm. who, who stands up for that. So I think Duggan will have a good game for us. He's been good the last few weeks. He's he when he gets pissed off, he's really good. He sort of goes to another level and just tries to bash people around. So big respect for that. Uh Migs, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Lions win this one. How much do you think they are gonna win by? Um well, I was gonna say seventy two, but that's a bit close to um uh, KK's pick here. But um Right. Remind yeah, me what did KK pick? Uh I assume you, you stick with sixty nine? I'll always um, stick with sixty nine. Just a Good bit plan. of we're just having fun. That's all it is. You know, the waffle side didn't even allocate sixty nine because they obviously don't trust people not to make fun of it. The waffle side didn't even allocate a game this weekend, Miguel. I'm not worried no, about they, what they're doing. <laughs> but they've allocated all their jumping numbers: um, forty eight through sixty eight, and then seventy upwards. <laughs> uh, Nicely done. So, yeah. so they've got their jumpers uh, sorted out. They're ahead of us then. Yeah. Ahead of us, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, pick us by 72. I think, uh, sorry, pick Brisbane by 72. That would Gee whiz, that'd be a turn up. Yeah. Um, I think uh, earlier in the week I was uh, looking up our, low, our biggest ever loss and our um, highest ever score against us and, and all those stats. But I think, um, yeah, we'll show a bit of fight. The rain will help as well. Um, uh, best on ground for us, I think Tim Kelly uh, has a habit of playing well in games where he doesn't have Shuey and Yo alongside him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll stand up uh, in the absence of yeah, Shuey, Yo, and Nat Nui, and uh, he'll, uh, Brisbane won't bother tagging him. Um, don't know whether we'll bother tagging Locking Neal. Uh, I don't know who'll do it. Get Jackson uh, Nelson or. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Nelson might try and give him COVID. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Brisbane by 72 and Tim Kelly to be our best. Jumping off Julian's point in the comment here, uh, he says he's puzzled why we haven't played SPS in the midfield more this season, even when we have so many first-choice mids out. I think we all are. Um, now, that said, he's done it a bit tough in terms of injury and in and out of the side, in and out of availability. Last week, he got a bit of time on ball, and then in the second half, they moved him to the back flank. So I would love to see him play on ball like he's named this week. He's named on the wing. Let's see if they can get him involved. I don't know he'll be our best, but he's certainly the player I'm most interested in watching because any sort of short-term, you know, not, it's not going to solve a rebuild, but any sort of boost to the club's midfield stocks are going to revolve around Kelly being up and running, Sheed coming back, Petreski Seaton turning into a usable AFL midfielder week in, week out. So just to stop the bleeding, I want to see what SPS has this week. Uh, the Lions are going to win by so much, just so much, like more than 100, probably more than that. Uh, 
it's the Gabba factor as well. I know we're shit at home now, apparently, but we just never do well at the Gabba. I think the only thing that's going to slow them down is, yeah, wet night. We're not overly tall in the scheme of Eagle sides or even against Brisbane, but Gov and Barras are going to do their best. God bless them this year, but I think it's going to be a little bit too much. And I honestly, I think one of the best factors for us could be if the skills really drop down and if it's sheeting with rain and it sort of levels the playing field, it makes a bit of a scrap. But Brisbane by a lot. I'll take the overs on whatever Brisbane have there. Uh, we'll wait and see. Well, I'll watch it the whole way through and I'll I'll find something to make out of it. But anyway, there you go. Uh, quick round table before we finish up. Matt, we'll start with you. Does Trevor Nisbet send an email off the back of this game? Do we do we get a member's email from Nizzy? This is one of like the things I look forward to on a Monday morning. Is uh, <laughs> just furiously opening email. your inbox. So, um, yes, hopefully, hopefully, I'm, I'm looking out, looking out for hopefully. it. Hopefully. So. What about an email that says, "Hey, fuck you! I told you so." Like, stick with us. That'd be good. Probably come off the heels of the win. KK, are we are we going to get an email in the inbox or no? Um. I hope not. I kind of feel he's probably got some more important things to do right about now. He probably does, <laughs> but he seems to like them. So. Yeah. Sorry? Well, on seek.com? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If he can send um, you an email with, with a, a link to, to Gary Stock's um, article on westcoast.com, that would be great. Oh, that my God. My, my two favourite features of the week. Gary Stock's <laughs> yeah, article and the Trevor Nisbet email. Bloody hell. Yeah, I mean, I kind of you, you feel for them in that situation. There's nothing you can do when the team's no. just turning yeah. up shit. Social media is like the worst job in the world in that situation. Oh, absolutely. And you've got to you, you can't be silent because then people act like you are ignoring it. But yeah. no one also wants really. No one wants to hear from you. They just want an outlet. So it's kind of tough. I think and this is why we talked about it earlier in the week. The best thing I've seen yet is Simo going on radio and being pretty, not hat in hand, but sort of acknowledging and, and kind of opening the inner workings up a little bit and saying, this is where we were at in the off-season. This is what we thought we needed to fix. This is where we're at now. So um, I still would recommend people listening to that one with Mick Malthouse and, and whoever else it was with uh, if, you, if you're after some actual insight. But, Migs, we might get some some forced insight from, uh, from either Gary Stocks or from Nizzy. So do we get it on Monday morning? Uh, probably. I was going to give a, um, a belated Heroes nomination to whichever poor underling has to read the replies to Nizzy's email. Because, mm. uh, yeah, there would be a little bit Just of vitriol coming through there, I think. Straight to trash. Push them yeah. through. Anyway, there you go. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us. KK and for Maddie, thank you for jumping on the uh, the live stream for the first time. It's been nice having COVID you on. It's all... Yeah, got the COVID replacements in, got the debut. Hopefully it won't be the last time, though. Uh Migs, nice to see your face as always as well, not to forget you there. Guys, thank you for jumping in the comments, for sharing the show around, sharing the love. Uh, have your say on the on the recap when we post it after Saturday afternoon because it's, it's going to be an interesting one. We'll wait and see what happens. But uh, until then, guys, I think we'll sign off and we'll just say bye for now. Yeah, see you back at the Waffle Contest, um, Waffle Podcast next week. <laughs> <laughs> back to the two.